Rejoice, dear listener, for your endless march through the internet has finally produced something to add meaning to your empty, meandering existence. Your friends at Idiots Discuss the Universe are digging up musical gems of the past and deciding if they have any shine left or not. Welcome to Old Gold. They named him once. Yeah, they they left it there. Motley Crue. What was the what was the financial um the Motley Fools? Maybe that was what they called their financial radio show or something. Yeah, they had like some sort of like there's some sort of radio show that that had like a Motley Crue name, but it was Motley, uh, I think it was called the Motley Fool. But it wasn't it wasn't Motley Crue. It had no Motley Crue affiliation. I don't oh, think. Man. I don't think that would have been fun. Uh, Investments f- with Motley Crue. Yeah, that would financial been advice show. Yeah, Vince Neil doing like a Jim Cramer. Yeah, just like you know, screaming like about Nikki Six stuff. being like, "You gotta buy heroin right now. <laughs> bye, 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 bye." And he, like, never says to sell. <laughs> He's just like, buy heroin. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he was the mastermind, Nikki Six. He was, huh? He wrote all the songs. Oh. All the lyrics, wrote all the... Yeah. Huh. I don't know why. Yeah, he was the big boy. Tommy Lee wrote some of it. I mean, like, Home Sweet Home, like, Tommy Lee wrote the piano bit for right, it. Right, that's right. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding. And that was the thing, because he, like, he was there. All the girls fell in love with him, because he would come down and play the piano. Right, yeah, right, and that's oh when he became, God. like, the super awesome. Tommy he's so sensitive, and he's a manimal on the guitar, on, drums, the, on the drums, because right. he had the drum set that came out over the audience and then spun around right. when I saw him. That was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, Nikki Six was so drunk he couldn't stand up. But like, Nick, Tommy Lee really put on a good drum solo. Nice. Yeah. Well, Nikki Six just needs to kind of like be there technically. <laughs> His <laughs> Nikki Six's <laughs> solo was just pretty much him standing on the side of the stage, just like trying uh, to like, what is going on? Uh, and then he dropped his bottle of whiskey, oh and no. um, yeah, and then they all came out and saved him. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And Mick Mars was 87 years old. Somehow still, <laughs> yeah. He's always, been 87 the whole 87. time. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. No, he's like the original vampire of the Sunset Strip. Yeah. He's like really like, he's just vampire undead. Vampire of the Sunset Strip. He's just undead. Well, guess what we're going to do today, Spenny? Guess What's that? Guess what it's going to be? I don't know. It, it, we'll be doing a long slog, and guess what? We're going to keep slogging. Oh, are we're we going to keep doing that Peter Gabriel slog uh, of old back to the golds. Yes, again. Old gold, baby. Yeah, you know, the thing about me is I know bands that just existed all before the year 2000, so it's <laughs> right. easy. I can just, like, keep You're going like, to the what about west. that thing? I like, just oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. So, that so, thing, yeah. so I am sending... Um, Spenny through the Peter Gabriel boot camp, yeah, and, and we're really, we're really hitting it pretty hard. It's been grueling, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. No, it's been great. It's, I've enjoyed it's, it. It's been great. I yeah. really have. I've always see that's the thing. I've always wanted and known and and needed to get into Peter Gabriel, or at least be experienced with it. Know what I like and don't like, you know. Yeah, and so. This has been a good way to do that, just to make good. sure. And it sounds like you have done some follow-up listens and some things like that. So. I listened to uh, the first one. Yeah. Uh, the car <laughs> window. Car. Car. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you listened to the third one, because that was your homework that you didn't do. I didn't didn't <laughs> listen to the third one. So that's some shame. That's a little record. shame but, but on, some, but, on the but, track but record. But some, some, some accolades are deserved for listening to the first one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
but we're moving forward. We can't wait for Spenny to do his to do his deep his deep dive really. And oh, this might no, be the thing. This might be the thing that that turns him off of Peter Gabriel. It makes him think that it's not really for him, mm. or it's the thing that's going to just seal the deal. The turning point. It is kind of the turning point because uh. we said that he's kind of been looking for something that's going to combine his style with that pop sensibility that really yeah. kind of makes the single thing happen in a way that he was looking for 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 several albums. And I was going to do this whole album, which is Peter Gabriel, the fourth self-titled Peter Gabriel album that um, the they finally put their foot down the radio, the the record companies, and they're like, "You have to give it a title in America." It's and just called, um, it's just called me. So he um, begrudgingly <laughs> called it "Security" was the name of the album. Okay. And um, I was going to do the whole album, but like I don't know, like. This is going to be just more fun just to do like the the, the single because really what's important off of this is like this single kind of hit it and everybody knew who Peter Gabriel was like all of a sudden. And then the next album he came out like, wow, you know, that's where it really like um, just went into the stratosphere for him. I think I know this song. It's like the one that goes like like brass monkey. Yeah. Brass monkey monkey, monkey. monkey. Yeah. Exactly. Fast, funky, funky, man. Yeah, Peter Gabriel. So that's exactly it. We don't really don't even need to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh uh, 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 shit. No, do you know you know Shock the Monkey? Yeah, I know. Like, like Shock the Monkey. That's like all I can think of. Yeah, but it's got one riff. It's yeah. it's inter- It's interesting in a couple ways. Like this album was one of the very first all digital recordings ever. Okay. Um, it, not the first because we already listened to the first, which was the Dire Straits album. That's but this right. came out the same year, nineteen eighty-two, and um, was one of the first ones, you know, on the very edge of that. He doesn't bring in really any of the heavy hitters, as far as like famous musicians that we would know today. I, I don't think, um, and it's a lot more like a keyboard synthesizer, um, okay, sound yeah. throughout this album, sort of thing. Cool. Is um, it more like him in the studio by himself? Or no, there's a, just a shit ton of people. Oh, there are. But okay. it is very much a whole probably a whole different team for like every song or very close to it, you know. So in a sense, it it is like more him. I think you know that he um, is like the main guiding influence and kind of knows what it's going to be. I don't know. I, I guess he is more, probably more instrumentally um, pronounced on this album too. Okay, you know, I would say too. Cool. Um, but the song we listened to, "Shock the Monkey," um, I can't figure out if it's the first or the second single off of the album because it released three singles off the album. The other two did absolutely nothing, and they mm. deserve to do nothing really. But this one made it up to like number twenty-five in the United States, but it made it to like number one, I think, in the, in the UK. And um, just as like this is when he first came on like my radar ever, you know, is when this song was on okay. the radio. Cool. You know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, so this, um, is this like really what got America on board with old Pete? Yes, absolutely. OK. You know, the, the video for this song is if you get a chance someday, highly disturbing. Oh, okay. you know, I wish they watch it together, but I don't want to. You was know? it on TV or something? Or? Oh, it was on MTV like crazy. Oh, okay. you know, and he also had like this makeup thing that he wore that was like the white face that looked like a macaw monkey kind of, and very disturbing. The whole thing was very disturbing. It's about um, 
the video, even though the song is not about animal testing, the mm-hmm. video very much deals with testing on monkeys. Oh, you know, and I just fucking don't have any, I don't have a desire to watch that shit very yeah. much anymore than I have to. But it's a great, great video. And it was just played like crazy on MTV for a long time. It yeah. kind of made him into a thing. He was always like a super cutting edge video artist. Cool. Like Sledgehammer was such a like, revolutionary i don't know if you've ever seen that video no. with all of the um claymation animation mm-hmm. i mean it's amazing what he went through to do that video cool it's 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 amazing okay I gotta um see so um we will definitely when we do the next album which is the next peter gabriel which is going to be the big granddaddy of them all we'll watch that video sweet so, but but uh, for now let's just check out shock the monkey off peter gabriel security shock the monkey folks let's do it great song man no that's that hook you got a good uh, hook you may why not why not just keep with it oh yeah i mean the whole thing is a hook though yeah you know it's like it would it would be uh it would still be a hit even without the shock the monkey but that part is so it literally like shocks the monkey of Uh the human brain where you're like wow like (laughs) oh like i like that or whatever you know and i can tell you that like there is nothing else on the radio that sounded like this at all when this came out like in 82 like it was just something like i can't tell you like i remember hearing it on the radio being like i was 82 i was 11 years old and i would stay up and i'd listen to like a transistor like a a little radio at that time Mm -hmm. 
and I would stay up and listen to like Casey Kasem's top 40 on Sunday night. And um, I was supposed to go to bed, but it didn't end until like 11 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1130. So I like, listened to like the last hour of it, like secretly um, to find out what the number one song was or whatever it was, because I was super mm-hmm. into music, uh, yeah. get, getting really aware of it all like that. And this song was like one that I watched like creep up. And I just like, I didn't know what the hell to make of it. But like uh, pretty soon after that, like all of my favorite bands started to come out and like they started to sound like this okay you know like this sort of production like yes came out with their 90210 album Mm -hmm. that had this sound and like it just like in the digital recording too because it had so many things about it that were just totally new yeah it was the 80s sound it was like the sound of the synthesizers and synthetic drums in this song you know like and and like that's something that you just did not hear ever no totally you know and it it defined a generation of yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard to put into words. Yeah, you know, totally, truly. No, I've never. I can't. I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. Because by the time I was born, it was all pretty much mapped out. You know. Mm. I mean, okay. By the time you I was see, eleven, yeah. You know, yeah. Two thousand two. It was. It was pretty mapped out. I mean, I saw. Yeah. I've seen like cool details of, but it was like rap metal. You know, new metal had already happened. I'm trying fucking. to think of like technological, like you've seen so much technological. I think the That's problem true. with you is you've seen so much technological innovation so regularly yeah. that the the awe and the wonder of it gone wore off. Because wore especially off. when you were in the age of the awe and wonder, you had so much of it that like right. you know now it seems like oh well you know whatever this happened happening the whole time they landed something on mars eh, yeah. whatever you know yeah. whatever you know on yeah. with the day yeah you know and that's because like you were overstimulated because so much was happening right. like really and my old dumbass, you know coming out of the dark ages like it was it's still super fast compared to the rest of history yeah. but it was still there's time to like there was time to like you know register the like impact of each thing yeah. you know like the 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 answering machine like there was time to um appreciate what that added to your life which was a huge thing cuz you didn't have to be home and you could still get your messages totally and then like just whatever you know like it just these these small things that like just kind of all of a sudden just started to convalesce into like more and more it's crazy. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you could like order things off of the internet. I know. And yeah. not only that, but you're like pissed when they don't have the prime option or whatever. Right. You know. That's so crazy. You're, like, pissed off who taking it for brand stupid But I remember day. like trying to convince people like, Oh, you should just buy your books on Amazon. Right. You know, like and yeah. they're just like, What? And What's it was that? only books. Yeah. Amazon right. was yeah. only books and it was like so cheap uh, and awesome, dude. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was like that in overstock.com. Yeah. That was it. You know, everybody else, like, everybody else, like, the company I worked for, Borders, like, they were a book company way bigger than fucking Amazon. Yeah. And the guys came to them and they're like, hey, do you want to um, make your own book? This Amazon company is doing pretty good and you have all of this money and we're yeah. like, we could make you a, a, a a site that would be just as big and you've already got like this all yeah, this inventory this, this, and this brand name and all of this stuff yeah. 
And they're like, no, you know, but what we should do is call up Amazon and whenever anybody wants to order something from Borders, we'll just channel it through our website to Amazon. Weird. So our customers can get what they want. Because our customers want to order from us, but we don't want to fuck with it because it's just a passing fad. So we'll just let Amazon, like, handle our orders. Passing fad. Right. Yeah. And then it was too late. Hmm. Very quickly. Yeah. Wow. And they just kept trying to come out with a new one. And then they just did, like, barnesandnoble.com, and they just kept trying to come out with a new one. Right, right. Trying to come up with something yeah. that was going to, like, you right. know, it's just, like, too late, dude. You had your thing. And now you're investing like seven times the money to mm -hmm. get like a fraction, a baby fraction of what it would have been. Damn. And they had the greatest, like when I worked there, they had the greatest book website that you could imagine. It was like, it was so, they put so much money into that shit. Yeah. You could read parts of almost every new release that came out. And huh. it was just gorgeous the way that it went through. And it was so easy and it had just as much shit as like, um, Amazon because it went through all the Baker and Taylor and everything. It well, just so didn't have the used stuff. Um, but nobody went there. Nobody went hmm. there. Except for the hardcore Borders people that loved Borders, which there were like this weird, like group, creepy group of middle-aged people that loved Borders because that's where they went to borders. like... That's where they went to go fucking... Oh. Fucking sucks, Penny. It's oh Borders. God. No, it was like a singles. Not some, in some, the borders. Some, sometimes it was like a singles uh, night at Borders. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool actually. Yeah. What do you think? Those, it sound, those people. It need, sounds good on paper. Those people need to get laid, Craig. They do. They, they do. do. The bookish people need to. It needs to happen for yeah. them. Too. Yeah. Where do you go meet another person who only reads um, Lord of the Rings just over and over again? <laughs> 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 uh, you know, uh, board, I don't know where you go now. I know you go on the internet now, right? Yeah. yeah so. But that's a dice roll. At least with the the bookstore, you could uh, yeah. seen them. Yeah. Seen them. Well, speaking of dice rolls, Betty, um, this song th that we've enjoyed so much yeah. was was covered really cool. at, at one point later um, later on by 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 a new metal band. I can't even imagine <laughs> what this is going to sound like. And then at first when I heard that it had been covered by a new metal band, I pushed on it. I did I did not want anything to do with it. Yeah. And then I realized that like it was a song that had guest vocals with Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. And and maybe you'll know this band because this is right when you were just a wee little spenny huh. coming up on the coming up on the scene. Cool. Um, but Coal Chamber. Oh, Coal Chamber, huh? Yes. So if you would be so kind oh, as to no. get on um, Spotify and really? go and go to Coal Chamber's album, Chamber Music. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and find and find their cover of Shock the Monkey. Huh. Yeah, here w it is. With Ozzy Osbourne's guest wow. vocals. Cold Chamber. I, I dare say we try as much of this as we can. Yeah, let's do it. It uh, could be good. Have you heard it? No. Okay. No, this is all new to me. All right. Well, let's, I'm excited by this, actually. Oh, yeah? Why? Can you I don't know. Tell me it's why. It's the second most played song that they got. Well, actually, it's second on their viral thing on Spotify. Just the recent most played or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, that's something. We're yeah. very hip. Yeah, we're very hip. We're, we're very hip. We're got like our fingers on the pulse. We're number two on the um, Cold Chamber. Well, because you're not going to beat the song Loco. No, Obviously, I'm not they're, trying. They're a big I'm, hit. I'm not trying. You're not going to beat I, Loco. What are you crazy? I would, I would, no, <laughs> I, I um, I am no. 
Yeah. I'm no loco. You're no loco, man. All right, let's play this. Right, Shock the Monkey <laughs> by Cold Chamber. <laughs> Featuring Ozzy. We're really doing this. Okay, no, this is awesome. With Ozzy. With Ozzy. It could be good. Let's try it out. <laughs> that I super like yeah you know I wish that the other guy wasn't singing and it was just Ozzy because Ozzy was killing it yeah Ozzy was kill. well but, but but okay that cover me yeah that guy was just whatever but he also kind of served the purpose of like I liked him with Ozzy yes that was fine that was cool and that, that's what Ozzy should have sang lead and the guy should have helped out with the deeper because when that came cover in me. Like, they sang like an octave or something and I don't know about the monkey part the monkey he, the shock the monkey like Ozzy kind of fuck they just let him like just like shock the monkey <laughs> <laughs> you know and like in the other song it's just like the total like it's like they hit it with they hit you with like 10 layers you know uh-huh. there's harmonies and so it almost even sounds ad a key a little bit it's almost like they had ozzy for like an hour yeah yeah probably they got him to do it like one time like let's play the peter gabriel one and you can sing along with that peter yeah yeah but uh i mean i was like i was super on board right up until that point pretty much yeah i was like more and more on board and he's just like shack the monkey (laughs) (laughs) you know you're like what but it's ozzy i mean it's just like but he was killing it he was killing he was killing it um and then the rest of the parts are cool and then i just liked it less and less as it went on (laughs) because of that i was like because i know the payoff is they fucked the payoff of the song yes it's like i'm trying to think of a different example but it would be like if you're doing like like we are the champions or if you're doing like uh right like um uh, that Elton John song where Tiny Dancer mm-hmm. and you just like you nail it all the way up to <laughs> hold me closer Tiny Dancer or whatever you just half ass right. that part you, everyone's right. just like just, well, yeah, well fuck 
Now you just ruined it. You just just ruined it. Yeah. And they did kind of like, but it was way better than it had any right to be as far as I was, I thought going into it. I might even listen to it again just for, just to torture other people with it. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But I like, I might just listen to it and then just pause it right before he says, shock the monkey and then like start it over again. It's so disappointing that that part went was so bad. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, like it's right there for you to just, you just got to just do it. Maybe it's harder than it sounds to make no, it sound like, you know, make it sound. Yeah. I think also because I was trying to figure out what was going on with it. And I think the orchestration was kind of funky or mm-hmm. something like they were trying to recreate this crazy um, Peter Gabriel digital, you know, recording orchestration with like a four piece, mm-hmm. you know, band and didn't really translate. They f- they got the guitar riff and they got the little twinkly thing in the background. There's but. that vocal modulation that's going on in the Peter Gabriel track for the Shock the Monkey part that really adds that weird like, yeah, wow, wow, wow. You know, it yeah. it because it, it, it's she's he's singing it straight, but there's I don't know. There's something going on in the vocal yeah. as well. You know, that's like something underneath it or something that is different. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Um what it is. It's um it kind of sounds like it's the um Oh, you know like on the Beatles when they would record themselves at one pitch and then they would speed it up for the track. They did that like on Revolver and um Revolution quite a bit. Oh, okay. You know, so they would and John Lennon sounds like that really kind of bright, quicker sounding yeah. thing that he has. Yeah, and they would sometimes like slow down things too. Uh. And it kind of sounds like Peter Gabriel was maybe doing that, yeah, with the like one of the vocals in the Shock the Monkey thing where it ended right and it started right, but it kind of did a hmm. natural. I don't know what is going on. It's so weird because they were at that time they were like combining like all the analog tricks with the new digital tricks, right? And then just the ordinary shit with digital recording seemed like super special and awesome. So you know what I'm saying? It's totally yeah. No, it was a a wild time to be alive. I'm sure. I'm sure if you had just wild about wilds about wild amounts of money to invest in your recording equipment. Right, exactly. But if, I mean even just to hear it you'd be like I can see why everyone in the 80s like why it just went with that sound. Well sure, it was it was, it was totally fresh. Yeah. Totally fresh. Yeah. And it was just, it was more of like an industry like technological development and then it just you know sp- spawned a musical sound. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Right. Like it's Absolutely. more of like a, a, a nerd, a nerd develop. It bubbled up from the depths of like nerd synthdom. I mean, know? one way of looking at it is like that 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 technology came and then it did what it could do with the popular music of that time, and then music it found a genre that really could utilize it the best, which was like hip hop and rap and like that dance sort of electronic music, hmm. and that's what's become the most popular stuff because that's where the technology has led things to sound the best. Right, exactly. You know. Yeah. And so there's something uh, about new, too. People just like new. Yeah. Like, well, there's just more frontiers. That's where the frontiers were happening. So I think that that's partially, like, it's not that rock musics are worse or better, but I think that really, like, a hip-hop sampling that sort of thing really lends itself to display like what 
the technology can do in a way that the old music is very beholden to the old forms. People still love it, of course, but they love it for all the old reasons that they love it. Yeah, totally. You know, and, and but except for the eighties, you know, like the eighties at the time like they were trying to incorporate it because that was the only thing that was around. There was no rap right readily available to yeah. just like and no one wanted to listen to it anyway. You right. know what I'm saying? That Weird what was background. around. You know, it's just totally underground. Yeah. So they put it on fucking English dudes. Yeah. You know, that were singing Paul Simon songs or whatever, you know. Yeah. And um they became like whatever they became. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's interesting. I mean, this song does have like a, uh, and a lot of these English dudes have like a dark funk thing. Yeah, and this song has got like in the same sense the Talking Heads had, and it really readies the ear, but it has that relentless hook to it, you know, or that right. relentless thing that comes again and again. And and what is like most of hip hop and rap, you yeah. know, and like all of the music that comes from like the late '80s onward, like it. It has that relentlessness to it, you know, that like didn't exist before where right. it had to switch and it only had like four, right. you know, and, totally. and you switched, you know, and that was not the case here and it became less and less the case and traditional songwriting, at least the form of it, the classical like idea of the pop song and how it should be broken down to like bridge and all that sort of stuff is just completely out the window now. I mean, completely out the window, but this is like the beginning of that going out the window and we're taking more of like a free open form. Yeah. For better or for worse. Well, no, just, yeah, it is what, I mean, I'm a lot of bad music came of it and a lot of good music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, it's probably like a um, watershed moment in the culture's hist- in the culture's music. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be as people interpret like American pop music going back from like jazz onward. It'll be a huge watershed moment, and they'll make their judgment calls as to what was better or win. Because right. there is like the argument that they are like just manipulating the things that came before, but they are doing it in new creative ways through technology. But is it? You know, it's hard to say. Is it really different? Right. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's that is what's happening. But it's I mean, still is a the blues really different than some kinds of jazz, and is rock and roll really different than some kinds of blues? I mean, where where's yeah. the exact line? It's all a bunch of horse shit. Really, it's all just a bunch of things keeping fucking music writers employed. Keeping them busy. And just barely employed. Yeah, seriously. They're all starving, but they're angry, and they're trying to figure out. (laughs) They're annoying. No, just kidding. We love music writers. We are kind of like music writers with our mouths. Oh, God. But we we offer it the proper proper respect that it deserves. I hope so. Um. Yeah, so that's all I got. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I so, liked that. So next next one, we there might be two more. I don't know what we think. We're gonna do definitely the So album because cool. that's just like the big granddaddy's Peter Gabriel album of yeah. all time, and you almost have to listen to all of it because it's all great. Um, Sweet, I'm down then, to do and, a full one. And then I don't know, um, we could do like the world music because he kind of like kind of started the like boom in world music interest in the West. And um, you always make that face, so that makes me kind of, like, excited. Okay, it excites you. Well, let's do it because... See, you're not, like, a normal, like, colonizer. You should be more excited for the world music because that's where you go to get the fresh ideas to bring to your music. Yeah, but it's already been kind of, like... Has it? Well, no, not all of it. No, not everywhere. Right, no, I like like the idea 
of doing it myself and, and, and benefiting off of it myself in a different new way. But I guess just the whole like Paul Simon and yeah, I don't know why. And like the, the English white guy or whatever white guy around in the eighties kind of doing, playing with the the African rhythms always just, I don't know. It just kind of like, um, was just kind of funny or something or just kind (laughs) of, it's just, it's just kind of goofy, or maybe, maybe you know what, a little on the nose. It's it's not as good as all of that, the, the real African music by the real African musicians that you listen to. Oh yeah, like Fela Kuti, man. He's telling you where the water is at. You know, he's telling you how, how often, many bitches how often he's got. Do you listen to Fela Kuti more than I listen to Paul Simon? Come, <laughs> that's a dirty lie. I don't think it is, honestly. I mean. Just in your day-to-day life, you hear well, Paul Simon, then you listen to. Come on, probably, probably. I mean, we did a Paul Simon thing recently, didn't we? See, I can't even. <laughs> I can't even remember if that was a thing. No, I'm just. That was, that was a fella cootie. Yeah, I'm just. You're just selling yourself as a fella cootie listener, and I just not buying it. I'm just not buying it at I, all. You know. I am. I, I love his remember, album. I think you remember that Kia used to play it at the shop. That's <laughs> what you fucking remember. Yeah, but she played it enough a to lot. where. Yeah, yeah. you got some time in. Water. You no got enemy. <laughs> Water. Dude, that's a slapper. No got enemy. It's like fucking 20 minutes. Water. No got enemy. Water. Am I allowed to sing on with that along with that song, or is that like problematic? You know, because I know. Oh, it's all it's all deeply problematic. <laughs> but we're, that ship sailed a couple what? episodes I'm ago. I'm just singing on. Um, on no, I think it's fine. You're just singing along with them. Um, water. Uh, that's a wonderful no one. God, then, am I supposed to be like water? It no god enemy. No, I think you should totally okay. do your uh, okay. your 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 uh, impression. Yeah. That's what we're calling it. I don't know. I was trying to sing. Oh, I think I was, you're trying to sing it right. I was you're trying, trying to sing, trying to sing, it, right. sing it with right inflection. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so, so what if you're canceled? You don't got that much going on. There's no, not I know, much I to know. get canceled. I know. I was and joking. I think canceling got canceled. I mean, it's a tree falling deep in the forest. Yeah. I mean, no one's gonna notice. Yeah. Some people look. They're like, huh? Oh. Well, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought he oh. already. That already happened. Oh, yeah. the, the animals will make a nest in that tree. Yeah. It'll be fine. That'll be good for the squirrels. That'll be nice. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. So just um, like you out there, you're gonna be fine too. You're gonna oh be a yeah. okay. Some people, okay. some people don't uh, have anyone around to tell them it's gonna be okay. They don't. No. Hmm. And so I'm here to say, hey guys. Hey, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Huh? How you get? How How are you getting so like beneficent and um and 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 and, and just gracious to our listeners? When did that start? Um, I've always been that something way. Seems, you know? Something seems kind of weird. Nope. Oh, I was going to ask really quick if they could maybe give us some money. <laughs> Here we go. I just, Here we go. I just need okay. like... Now it's starting I to kind of click. Like, I, just need, <laughs> I just need like $7. Like... A month. $7 a month. That's what man. you get now. I think we're somewhere right, <laughs> right around there. Hey, man. Seven can, more. We can, he need more. He needs, Benny needs more. Can I borrow like $3? <laughs> we're not doing that. No, we're not doing the rotating dollar. No. Payoff <laughs> <laughs> and, and payback scheme. Hey, man, no, I that, have $2 that, right that, now. <laughs> I have $2. No. I can, you got to get another can, You got to get another girlfriend <laughs> that to do that with. Not not me. I'm not I'm not going to do your, Craig, you don't your have $3 weird $3 girlfriend borrow money trick. <laughs> Summer. 
Summer, I mean, I can't pay you back on all $10, but I got like $5 and some change. Could I give you that and maybe a ride to your thing later? Yeah, except all oh, my car isn't but working I remember, right I remember now. I remember I gave you one of those donuts I got. That yeah. was like a dollar. Hey, you owe me, bitch. <laughs> You just get all abusive all of a sudden. No, I'm just, I'm not like that. It's just a joke. <laughs> hey, can I, can I, <laughs> hey, I need a summer. Uh, can I have $8, please? I just need $8. No. <laughs> no. Why not? Oh, that, poor, that poor girl would have given you eight dollars. Oh yeah, and then I'd be like, "Hey, babe, so <laughs> <laughs> I have I have three dollars on me, and so what if I give you those three because I owe you eight, right? And so and but you give me five <laughs> right now, and then I'll owe you five <laughs> back for the eight, and she'll <laughs> and she'll be like. Just, I'll give you five dollars. <laughs> you can just have five dollars, <laughs> and then I go away. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God, her big dumb. It's so fucking. Funny. Just because she feels bad because you're so fucking lame at fucking tricking her. Oh yeah, dear. it works every time. <laughs> you guys should try it at home. Works every time. Poor Summer. Poor Summer. No, I did not do that no, to I, my I, girlfriend. I, I know, but My still, ex-girlfriend. Still, I stand by my words. Poor Summer. Um, poor no, summer. I know. Poor Summer. We, bless, bless her heart. We don't, yeah. you know, we, we, she's great. But You're doing a no-no zone right now? Still in a no-no zone. Okay, that's good. Um, yep, still in a no-no. She did send me a video of her kitty cat. Oh. She got a new one. Oh, okay, there yeah. you go. I'm like, I know what you're doing, bitch. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do here. You're trying to reel me back in with the fucking cutest little kitty that you've ever seen. It's got blue eyes. Aww. And it's gray and it's a she. Aww. And her name is Gracie. And I just like, I want to fucking shoot myself in the head right now because I can't yeah. see that cat. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. And I realize yeah. I need a, f- a lady cat in my life. I realize that. Or are you going to get a cat? I think I'm f- specifically a female cat. Oh. Weird. Because <laughs> I like to, you know. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. I don't know. No, I, Greg, I Greg, don't want to know. Greg, Greg. No. Greg. No. <laughs> you know. No. Come on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies no, and gentlemen. I'm trying to keep it together, but come on, Craig. Come on. I, I I know any a number of things that you could be insinuating there, and they're all like of various levels of inappropriate. So I'm not going to respond to any of it. You know, it's not that it's not that you're you're blowing me away with your Craig. Craig, <laughs> come on, man. You don't got to lie to Katie. Come on. Like what? You know what? You fucked your cat. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Is that what it is? I was talking about the kitty treats. The little oh my god this is such a <laughs> this is a good bait and switch right I, like i got you to finally do it uh-huh i don't know that was i think the listeners will have fun with with that bit huh you yeah. seem to have fun with I it i did have fun with it that's what matters it just wasn't funny <laughs> oh shit it was obvious like i don't know 
And no, the, I know. The buildup was too much. The buildup was too I much. Don't know. I don't know what it was. It was kind of funny to be like, to but just you were like to just do a thing that you were either like yeah, gonna to fuck get, my cat. Trying yeah. to get me to say pussy, or you were either like talking about having sex with your cat. Right. I was just I like, was, no, he says pussy all the time, so he's not like trying to get me to say that word, so it'd be a big thrill for him. So he's obviously going into bestiality because he's just squirming like <laughs> it's you know he's just having so much fun. No, but the fun part about it for me was just to be like try to as casually as I could just be like come on you, you know <laughs> <laughs> like like to a guy about like what you do with the, like the female cat alone like just really being really casual about beast yeah like yeah you know you no know, come on craig you know you know what i'm talking about you know just you're like, like just no. like just like everybody does yeah, you know, that, you know, you know, like, you know the thing in the room like, you know. of course yeah you know, like like you don't right and then once you were like you fuck your cat i'd be like no <laughs> yeah i'd be like no that's crazy i'm talking about the little mouse toy yeah no that is that pure that's pure comedy except when you're the straight man right then yeah. you just have to go then through the angry yeah you plot revenge yeah so look forward to that everybody listen to another Peter Gabriel. Or like album. three. I can think of like three more Peter Gabriel oh, albums. Shit. Uh, uh, three more Peter Gabriel episodes at least. Well, and then there's all sorts of stuff we haven't listened to at all. Oh, He's still putting stuff out, so we can start doing hitter shits with Whoa. him too. We, might just, we could just become like a Peter Gabriel podcast for a while. That would be pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> Because there's just covers. I mean, there's just albums of covers. He released all the masters and just asked people to cover his songs, and he did that for several years. So there's just so much shit wow. out there of people that have tore apart his, like, you know, Buckle stems. Up. And like, Buckle yeah. up, folks. Yeah. I mean, we could literally do it. Peter and Gabriel, the podcast. And there's interviews and all sorts of stuff. Oh, it'd just be amazing. He would love that. Well, we, could get, we could get you, like, a Robert Fripp tattoo. Hmm. On your forehead, <laughs> <laughs> just says I just, Fripp. I just love Fripp. I love Robert. I love the Robert Fripp, the guitarist. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it's about. They're like really. No, should you, <laughs> like, that's no, should you like say it. Fripp right here? <laughs> I know, I yeah. Know. And people be like, "What does that mean?" Oh, it's Robert Fripp. Robert Fripp. <laughs> oh, Robert Fripp, the guitar player. Oh. Yeah, you know, tattoos are cool now, so we're just following what my a, What a weird... Oh, that would be like one of the weirdest tattoos ever. And it would be more weird when you explain what it was, you know? Because that would be the only thing people would think of, and they're like, well, it couldn't possibly be Robert Fripp from, like... <laughs> or they'd the, be like, who? The obscure 70s French jazz pads. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's Robert Fripp. Robert Fripp, you know, King Crimson. I love King Crimson. Come on, Fripp. King Crimson. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I hope you like having sex you're never going to again. <laughs> oh, well, me and my other Frippies will just have to uh, go elsewhere then, because there is a community of Frippy, Fripp, Frippers. Oh, they God, call that's us Frippers. So sad. Fripper, I'm a fripper too. Oh my god! You pull up your hat. <laughs> it's like they pull that frip tattooed yeah. on their it's forehead. It's just somewhere like in the industrial, some industrial, sad industrial town yeah. in France. Eh. Why you say he's not French? I don't know, but I always think of French stuff. Why is he French? I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> what is no. he? He's British. Yeah. Nah. yeah. I know. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, you're right. Fuck him. 
Fuck them all. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same fucking We're the shit. only country that matters. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Patriotism. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> all countries matter. Well, I mean, some more. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that okay to say all countries matter? Yeah. Black. Black countries matter. <laughs> I don't think that there are such things as black countries. Come on. Come on. Okay. No, I know you're right. I don't know. All right. We got to go, guys. This is just <laughs> turning into some... Yeah, no, it's digressing. It's digressing. We got to get out of here, and we got to get the. Go to our Patreon and do some stuff over there. Money, 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 money. Yeah. All right, bye, guys. Idiots Discuss the Universe is recorded in IDTU Studios, located in Portland, Oregon. All opinions and commentary has been carefully researched by the technicians and scholars of IDTU Research Academy, and therefore should be greeted with healthy skepticism and disbelief. No idiots were harmed during the making of this podcast.